Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. As always, my co-host, just a little bit south of where I am, Liana Glass, how are you? I'm doing well. Philadelphia is a little bit in shambles today as the 76ers lost last night in a very heartbreaking game. But um, I'm doing well. I'm not a 76ers fan, so I'm okay. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to cause a stir. But I heard that they were like thirty points up, got a little yeah. arrogant, and lost the game. That's all we'll yeah. say on the podcast. They seem to be making a pattern out of that. So Philly fans aren't happy today, but I'm I'm doing well. How are Good. you doing? I'm also doing well. I'm a little jealous. I heard that you're uh, on your way. We spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, but I heard you're on your way on vacation today officially. So today officially, you and I are are on opposite ends of the table. I'm not happy when other people go on vacation. I'm very jealous. Yeah, I am excited. I think today marks uh, the first real day of summer for me because once the clock strikes five today, I am off to the airport and going on vacation. So I'm happy about that. But I think you need to get a vacation on the calendar, Stephen, because it's well-deserved and I can feel that it's needed on your end. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> that feels like a little dig, but it's okay. Uh, but, you know, I think uh, you and so many other people at, at Cambridge and, and everybody that's been working with students, I know we've said this, really deserves a little time off. It's been a challenging year, but I think we've we've done incredibly well to make it a successful one. Definitely. So today I know we're going to be talking about um, Cambridge Enhanced Marketing which I'm excited to learn more about because being a student development manager, I don't know a ton about our enhanced marketing services. So I wanted to ask you for our listeners and for me, you know, what is Cambridge Enhanced Marketing? Sure, sure. I, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because it has been um, probably going on eight months, maybe. The executive producer Dean could correct me if I'm wrong. He's not going to come on the podcast. But he, um, about eight months that we've had Cambridge Enhanced Marketing in the, uh, you know, as part of the Cambridge service offering to our school partners. And really, Cambridge Enhanced Marketing is, is exactly what it says it is. It's, a, it's a, an initiative um, that was started by Cambridge to give schools the options um, to enhance their marketing across the board, specifically in Southeast Asia. Um, you know, with the goal of of building their brand, um, building people's knowledge base about their school, getting the word out about their programs and the wonderful programs that they do offer. And ultimately, I think at the end of that, making, you know, maximizing their potential to recruit students. I think that's the ultimate goal. But really, Cambridge Enhanced Marketing is about brand building and, and, and enhancing um, you know, a school's uh, brand and, and the narrative around their brand. So I hope I haven't used too many big words, but, you know, it, 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 it's based on, on, on social media. It's based on uh, the organic reach that Cambridge has, really just giving the schools the opportunity, unfortunately paid for, but giving them the opportunity to get on some of these platforms, interact with some of their target market audiences and, uh, and really get their name out there. Right. That sounds awesome. And I imagine for so many schools, Cambridge Network's reach into those regions is really, really uh, impactful for their recruiting, for getting their their name out there, exactly like you said. So why is this important or why is it necessary for some of these programs? And maybe you can touch on uh, what type of school programs would 
lean to this to sort of enhance their marketing? Sure, sure. Good question. I think, um, you know, this came about from the fact that that the pandemic, as everybody knows, and we've spoken at length about this, but the pandemic really brought the the market as a whole to a, to a standstill. And we had to be innovative in the way in which we approached marketing and the way in which we were trying to connect with pr prospective students and families that would look to still come to the U.S., um, and you know, when the market did come to a, to a to a to a standstill, there were really no more agency events happening at that time, just because travel was shut down. Many people were housebound, for 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 lack of a better word. Um, and we really had to look outside of our our basic sales agency or agent relationships, which we typically use in the recruitment market in Southeast Asia to to gain attention for a school and to work those relationships to ultimately recruit a student. We really had to look at some of the other platforms, specifically virtual platforms, social media, um, virtual summits, uh, you know, broadcasting channels. Those were the channels that we had to start looking into, I think, like many businesses across the world, in order to be able to sell our programs and, and you know, make our schools uh, or give our schools the opportunity during the pandemic to still get their name and their brand out there. I think the big challenge came for many schools, and as we've rolled this out, this has been the one big challenge, the the fact that these are not free services, unfortunately. You know, if we're going to put a two-minute video of a school that's been translated onto uh, a corporate WeChat account, and it's going to get a thousand views, that typically costs money, both from the management side of the, the WeChat account and from the resources side that we have to get somebody in to be able to uh, look at that video, translate that video, ultimately create a video, and then and then do the analytics on the back end as well. Um, so that's been the one big challenge for us is to try and explain to schools, I think, and to convince them that, you know, paying for something like this is fairly normal. I think the one thing that's been in our favor is, is the fact that domestically, and we've said this before, but domestically schools have been doing this for several years. They've invested financially a fair amount of money into, into um branding into recruitment into the admissions side of their domestic uh, recruitment or, or their domestic population they have events and they have booklets that they print out and they do travel and you know they 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 entertain people and this is all aimed at ultimately recruiting great students domestically now we're talking about the international market and the market has shifted so much partly because of covid but also just the way in which the market was that we had to start looking at this um on an international front as well um I think you were asking, uh, the final question was, or, or the end of the question was, you know, typically which schools would be looking at something like that? Right, uh, like which type of program? Sure, and I think, you know, it's a good question. I, I, My typical answer, you know, when I do talk to schools or to other people about CEM is in this market where it's incredibly saturated, incredibly competitive, there's so many great programs out there. If you're a program that is looking to grow, um, and very likely in some circumstances, just looking to maintain your student number, um, you would typically be somebody who would, um, our suggestion to you would be, uh, you know, invest in your marketing. Look at something like Cambridge Enhanced Marketing to be able to get your name out there. The reality is, and I was having a conversation earlier actually with executive producer Dean, the stage in the US is probably up to a thousand excellent international programs in this country. Um, that would be a conservative guess from our side. A, a let's call it a thousand excellent, excellent international programs. I'm talking academically, extracurricular, student support, location, 
campus-wise, all the things that, that draws international students, college matriculation, college counseling, all of these programs offer wonderful services in all of those different realms. So because there aren't enough students anymore, um, you know, because so many schools have entered this market, schools have to be thinking to themselves, what's going to make me jump to the top of this group of a thousand? If I'm looking at a target of six to seven new students every year, what's going to make families, agents, students consider me instead of considering you know, the 900 other schools in the market that offer just as good a program. Uh, so that was really sort of the selling point. And so anybody that's really looking to either accelerate the number of students that they're recruiting or sometimes even just maintain in this market the number of students that they're getting in, looking to build their brand long term. Um, that's something that we've been talking a lot about as well, because the ultimate goal here is to create as much awareness about a program as possible, hopefully in you know a year or two that awareness gives rise to numerous students coming in ultimately those students will be your best marketing tool long term those will be the loyal advocates of your program that will go home talk to mom talk to uncle to aunt to agencies and say you know what i went to the school in california and it was spectacular if you're thinking about this there's only one school and it's that word of mouth advertising that we talk about that's really the gold standard of where we want what do we want to achieve but given what's happened in the pandemic, we we have to first create that awareness before we can create students that advocate for our program. Yeah, definitely. I I know I feel like I've learned a lot from what you've just said about what type of program should be taking advantage of these Cambridge marketing options. Um, and I can just say from my point of view, being in the U.S., you know, you see marketing for different schools in our area all the time. And for students who are back in their home countries, that's what they need to be seeing about potential school options in the US. So for us to be able to lend a helping hand and get those names out onto those virtual platforms, social media, I think it could make a huge difference for schools. Um, so I know you said you've been doing this for about eight months now, kind of spearheading this operation. And so how have things gone so far? What have you seen? How has it helped schools um, who have taken advantage of this? Yeah, we've actually had a, gr a great response. Um, we've got we've got several, several schools um, that have signed up for Cambridge Enhanced Marketing at different package levels. We've tried to tier it to, uh, to, to make it available to schools who have different budgets available. Um, and of course, you know, uh, the more money we can invest, the, the different types of services we can add to those packages, the frequency of the service becomes a little bit more. But across the board, we've tried to make most of our services and platforms available to, you know, any school that signs on for any of the platforms. Um, but it's been wildly successful. We've had only positive feedback, um, you know, just off the top of my head, running through some of the events we did. Uh, I know Dean and I both did a, um, a live uh, virtual open house. Um, which was streamed across three platforms. Uh, it was it was housed and streamed on Zoom, but then we had two other platforms, Juhu and I believe it's called 2C Live, which it was streamed across those platforms simultaneously. So basically we had three different platforms. On average for those events, we're getting, you know, 2,000 independent viewers that are joining those open houses. So that's a significant amount of eyeballs, um, a significant audience that you can start telling your story uh, to and that you can ultimately sell your, your school to. And that's been a mixture of students, of course, um, families, agents, agencies, people just in education in general 
who have, um, you know, who have a variety of contacts. So, you know, that's been some of the successful events that we've done. We're working currently on some WeChat um, uh, videos that we'll be posting soon or that we have posted in the, in the sort of uh, recent uh, recent past. You know, those 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 WeChat videos are getting up to a thousand views um, and being shared across different platforms as well and, and, and comments and, and creating that intrigue that we want and ultimately, you know, leading to, you know, students being asking questions, students giving inquiries. Um, so, you know, it's, it's been really successful. Uh, we, we, we have a, an incredible marketing team, an incredible team lead on our social media site. She's actually a, a good friend and colleague of ours. She actually lives in New Jersey. Leanna, I don't know if you've met Katie Chen before, but wonderful I person. I have met her, but definitely have been a part of lots that she's done. And yes, absolutely incredible. She has the magic touch when it comes to social media. So she's been an integral part of that as well in pre providing specifically what we want to do is we want to provide schools as well with the feedback on the back end to say we've done an event. There's how many viewers we got. These are the types of questions we got. This is the analytics. This is what the data says on the back end. Let's refine this maybe for the next event, but let's also build on some of that momentum that we've created. So, uh, yeah, it's been really very, very successful. You know, in, in, in this podcast and anytime I do talk to 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 schools, you know, if you do do just want to hear more, reach out to Cambridge. This is something that's really become a big focus of ours because we believe in in, in our strategy for the market as it lies ahead. I think we're, a, as always, um, breaking new ground ahead of any other agency in, in the way in which we approach the market and the solutions that we can provide. And this is one of those solutions. So if you do have any questions, um, about this type of marketing, about enhancing your brand, about enhancing your your marketing abroad, reach out to your Cambridge Net Network representative. Yeah, thousands of viewers on some of these videos and posts. That's pretty incredible. Um, so I definitely feel that it's something schools should be taking advantage of, like you said, either to grow or to just maintain uh, their student number. And I think as we go into the summer here, it's a perfect time for schools to take a step back and evaluate their goals for the next one to five years and say, okay, five years from now, you know, what could this decision to enroll in something like Cambridge Enhanced Marketing really do for our program? Um, so, you know, it's the perfect time for improvements to be made, kind of evaluate where you are, where you'd like to be. And um, exactly like Stephen said, if you have any questions or you want to learn more, just reach out to your Cambridge Network representative and explore some of these options that are available to you. Absolutely. And and I will say just in closing, um, you know, I, I love what you said, Delia, and I think it's a great time for schools to be evaluating their programs. I know they are doing that right now. I think schools have to ask themselves one question. Do I do I want to continue being part of this market? The way the market has changed, if you're not doing something different, if you're not investing in your program, it's very likely that you will continue to see the similar type of numbers that you've seen the last year or so. Uh, that's just where the market is. That's what the market is telling us. But if you are willing to invest, if you want to continue having a robust international program, this is something that you seriously have to consider. And the final thing that I will say is uh, going back to a point that I made earlier. Domestically, we've been doing this for years. Um, you know, some schools have significant budgets that they spend on marketing, on recruitment, on admissions. Um, and often those budgets are aimed at your local community, people within, you know, 10 to 20 to 30 to sometimes 50 at the most miles from your school. We're talking about investing in marketing to people that are thousands of miles away across the seaboard 
often on platforms that unfortunately, um, you know, schools don't have or American institutions don't have access to. We are fortunate that we have that reach, we have that infrastructure in Southeast Asia to be able to offer these products. Um, and then also just remembering anytime that you invest in your international marketing and you get a student back on that investment, that investment probably comes at a, or, or that return on that investment probably comes at at least 100%, if not 110 or 120%. Um, whereas domestically, it comes at a 60% return on that investment. And the reason I'm saying that is that a lot of students that come from your domestic channels of marketing either have a scholarship or a financial aid or pay in some kind of installment plan. International students pay upfront, they pay for full price, often they pay for extra services, often schools also charge that little bit extra. So that's often 100 to 110, 120% return on that investment dollar. So something just to sort of tickle the the the, the minds of some of the COOs or, or you know chief financial officers that might be listening. Um, that's that's you know really we have done our research on this and it's a great product. So you know if there are any questions, feel free to reach out. Yeah, and to me, the way you put it about marketing, you know, I don't know if everyone thinks about it all the time, but it seems like a no-brainer to me that, you know, I know how much marketing goes into the schools in my area. Really does seem like a no-brainer that that's the amount, if not more, that should be going into your international population as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Liana, I appreciate the, um, I don't want to take the ending away from you because today you get to do the end part, but I do appreciate <laughs> the the intrigue and the um, the excitement that you have for our products. I think it's a, a great product and, you know, being able to explain it to you on the podcast, I think is a, is a good way to hopefully explain it to many of our listeners as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm learning this and thinking about several of my programs who could absolutely benefit from these types of services. So it's very cool for me to hear. Um, so, Stephen, any final thoughts from you on your end? Uh, that must be your favorite question of the day. Um, no final thoughts other than just evaluate your program. And, you know, if you do, if you are serious about moving forward with your international program, if you believe in the value that it adds both financially and diversity wise to your school, contact us, talk to your Cambridge network representative and let's get this rolling. I think the second final thought will be Liana Glass. I'm very, very, very jealous, but I'm very excited. You must have a safe trip and, uh, and enjoy your time off. Thank you very much. Um, well, I guess that's the end of our episode here, so I will sign off for us. Thank you to our listeners. Like, subscribe, and we will see you around the next episode. See you later. <laughs>